Welcome to Four Be The Things. An inventory of curiosities, community, connection, and collaboration. Hey, I'm Nicole. Hey, I'm Deanna. And the reason I say hey is because maybe you're curious about where the name comes from. Oh, good question. So good Talk question, about it. people. So uh, I'm a huge fan of Lucille Ball. I've always wanted to have someone help me write a one-woman show about Lucille Ball. I'm obsessed with her. What a quirky person. Mm -hmm. But I also really love Dorothy Parker. And a lot of people don't know her. She was a writer. um, Really quirky, really funny woman. Um, And she has this poem called Inventory, which is why the word inventory is in Mm. kind of our tagline. I'm going to read it to you so you can know a little bit. So Inventory by Dorothy Parker. Four be the things I am wiser to know. Idleness, sorrow, a friend, and a foe. Four be the things I'd been better without. Love, curiosity, freckles, and doubt. (laughs) Three be the things I shall never attain. Envy, content, and sufficient champagne. (laughs) Three be the things I should have till I die. Laughter and hope and a sock in the eye. And I... Love that. That's great. So four be the things. We break it down into four sections. You have food for thought, a health, wellness, beauty item, Mm -hmm. and then uh, after this check-in, this counts as one. Yeah. And then a a little conversation with somebody interesting. Four sections, four be the things. It's great. It's such a nice little structure that is specific yet open enough that we weave in and out of things so much. I know. And it feels like one fluid conversation. With this beautiful little structure. And I love tasting new foodie things. Do you? Every time. I know. It's a good one. <laughs> this one's a good one. Well, I'm inspired by my one of my favorite podcasts to have in the background. It's called Spilled Milk. Mm. Great podcast. They just try a foodie thing. They uh, talk about history of it, their history of it. They call it a walk down memory lane. <laughs> it's really cute. Uh, and then they try it and they talk about it. Mm. And, like, I know that sounds super boring, but I love it. Something about it is, like, very soothing. It's like Chill. it's like watching Food Network, but podcast style. It's, oh. like, in the background. You don't have to follow along, but it's joyful and it's easy. Mm. And because I like foodie items, I'm always curious. That's, like, my mm. always leave it on. We leave it on for Winston when we leave the house so he doesn't feel lonely. Oh. He watches a lot of TV. Have we ever talked about our dogs? I don't know. Winston is Nicole's I dog. him, yeah. He's a cutie. He's a little rescue pup. We what is him up his from Ohio. like mix? His so dad knows what he looks like. His dad was like, we'll post a picture. Mm-hmm. Um, his dad was full bred Maltese, which is like a little white fluffer nutter. Mm-hmm. And then his mom was something called a Cavachon, mm. which is a Bichon Frise and a King Charles Cavalier. He's a good guy. He's three years old. We are obsessed with him. And his besties yeah. are my little dogs. Yeah, they're all buddies. I have Quinn and Ivy. And Ivy is. Why? It should start with Quinn. She's our oldest. <laughs> yeah, she, she's our oldest. Quinn. Whenever people talk about she's dogs as their baby. children, it's so funny. Quinn uh, is like a medium-sized um, mutt. Yeah. She's an Australian cattle dog mix. She's beautiful. She's she has cute. a line straight down the center of her face. So she's brown and white. And why was she named Quinn? It's after oh, Marvel people, right? Harley Quinn, DC. Oh, yeah. DC, my bad. Um, yeah. We uh, started trying to... Names are hard. It's such a... I don't know how I'm ever going to name a child. Naming the dog was hard enough. Yeah. But they, we were in the car on the way home with her, and we kept just spouting out names. And Justin said, like, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> and then weird. we were like, huh, Quinn. And we kept going off that. And then we thought of Harley Quinn. 
So that's why she was named Quinn. Yeah, Quinn's But then when we got one. Ivy, who is a Pomeranian pug mix. Oh, gosh, she's so cute. She has a big-ass underbite. Oh, God. <laughs> she's known as the tater tot. She is. I call her tater tot Oh, chicken nugget. She is. Um, she was named after Poison Ivy, because we had to keep in the, with the You have a theme. Female Are you going to be DC one of those villains? people who named their kid all with the same first letter? No. Winston was because we were watching The Crown, if you've watched that on Netflix at the time, and John Lithgow plays an amazing Winston Churchill, and I don't know why, it was just like, it was just living in our heads, and it makes sense, because it was two brothers, they were called Frankie and Johnny, Mm -hmm. Winston was Frankie, and they both got adopted, and now it's Bentley and Winston, so they like upgraded, old British style. Some people pre-name their dogs, I feel like you gotta just vibe with it. Yeah, you gotta see what they are. Broccoli is in the baby name book under men and women names. Broccoli? Yeah, so who knows? You may vibe with that. Broccoli? You ever looked at a baby name book? No. No, never. It's weird. Are there weird names like that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at one since maybe, like, high school. Broccoli. I hope modern baby books have are not separated by, like, Oh, by gender? No. I hate that. No. No. I hope they're just names. Name your baby whatever you want. I actually really like non-traditional names. Oh, yeah. But I grew up in, like, Hippieville, USA, so everyone's name was, like, Banjo. Banjo, Rainbow, and Star were literally kids in my mom's preschool class. Okay. I don't want to give away spoilers, but you're about to hear this episode about (laughs) Nicole and where she grew up and what you described, and that do not mix in my brain. Really? Yes. Oh, no. It's very hippie. Very liberal. I nannied as a high school So know that going into this episode. It was wonderful. I lived in a hippie bubble. Wow. For sure. And then you came to the Midwest. Well, I moved to Florida first, and I was like, oh. 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 <laughs> <laughs> What's happening out here? And then I went Midwest, and I was like, oh, boy. Oh, man. Wow. I really grew up in a little just... sweet little bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. Going back in September. Have a close friend, Dana. She's getting married oh. to a very kind Irish gentleman. Oh. And we're going to go celebrate her. And I had to miss, like... My other friend, Julie, broke my heart. I was in a theater piece, and I couldn't make it home for mm. her wedding, and I was so sad. Mm. And so I imagine she'll be there. All The three of us, like, all hung out, and we're making, like, home Literally videos till we were way too hot. Like, other people were, like, drinking and doing drugs, and we were basically, like, making home videos. Yes, we did that, too. Thank you to Deb Adamy, Julie's mom, who made us modern dance oh. and... Watch old movies and dress up and do accents at dinner time. <laughs> I mean, look where it landed you. I know. And Julie is a she's a bassist in New York, and her husband is a drummer. Wow. And they travel all over, and she's worked. She's done Hamilton, and oh my gosh. her dad was a bassist for fourteen years in Mamma Mia on Broadway. Oh my gosh! So just like a super creative family, they were great. I'm already right now thinking of more questions for. Your interview part two. <laughs> we'll do this like once a year. We'll do it once yeah. every six months. Whenever you people demand more knowledge. Yeah. We'll compile lists of questions. Yeah. But I have some already brewing. Wow. So on that note. Can't wait to get into it, people. <laughs> Enjoy this episode. And if you like it, subscribe, leave us a review on iTunes, mm-hmm. share it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. It helps us a lot. We love you. We mean it. Food for thought. <laughs> With Deanna and Nicole. So today, I was in charge of bringing the treats, mm-hmm. and I went to a local chocolatier cafe. I'm so excited. Called Andre's. Mm. And I went, I actually had a, a little meeting with a new friend, but I went with the intention to be like, I'm just going to pick out three like little chocolates, we'll cut them up into twos, and taste them. 
I got trapped. I got three giant pastries, <laughs> and we're going to taste them today and give you our feelings. So I've got two spoons. Oh. And we've got three items. I wish I asked them what the names of them were, and my Andres people will probably email me. Mm-hmm. But there's like a... I used to know that one. A chocolate dome that I believe has like chocolate mousse in it. It was suggested by my friend Amy. Mm. Um, we have a little thing that looks like a princess cake with the green on the outside that's sliced. It might be marzipan. Like looks like berry? jelly and some mousse in the middle. And then the third one, she said, is going out because I think it's the end of summer. It's oh, like no. a lemon cake. Um all three are stunning. We took pictures. We're going to post them on the Insta. I'm looking up their names. I tried already. Oh, they're not on there? No. Dang. <laughs> Dang, Andres. But we're going to dive in. I, I would say fruity to chocolate. Yeah, I agree. That one's going to take over a lot of the palate. <laughs> palate. Yeah, palate. <laughs> you smell like a no I'll soda. be real honest with you. I don't like lemon or lime flavored oh, desserts. Oh, shit. Baked goods. I Uh-oh. like fruit. Oh, no. Um, As fruit, but... We'll see. Is it super lemony? No. Oh. I actually wish it was more lemony. Oh, it doesn't smell lemony. It mm-hmm. smells like marzipan. I think you might smell like the other one. Uh-huh. It's really beautiful. Hmm. It has like a homemade lemon curd on top. Mm-hmm. Almonds on the outside. Really soft, moist cake. I can do this kind of lemon. It's not strong. Mm-mm. I would have preferred it stronger. Andy's favorite treat is anything lemon. Oh, really? Yeah. And he saw these in the fridge, and he was, like, so bummed. It's good. It's good. It's very light. It's a little square. It's exactly, like, I'd love to have that with a little tea. Mm-hmm. Which would be nice, like a mid-morning, like, oh, my gosh, if I dessert in the morning. Yeah. I'm very excited for this next one. So, if it is what I think it is, mm-hmm. which is sort of, like, this beautiful green outside, it's, like, a rolling cake, so there's, like, that beautiful twist in the middle. They must have very sharp knives because you see they how nothing is be. smooshed. And there's a tiny Pringle on top. She keeps calling it a Pringle. I think it's a white chocolate, like a little flower. Oh, it's very She's tapping hard. it. But we're going to, let's do it. Okay, here we go. Ooh, it's soft. Ooh. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, no. I'm, I'm smashing it into other desserts. <laughs> it, it has been sitting out for just a second. Oh, here sweet, we go. Sweet, sweet. Sweet, sweet. The marzipan. It is that. Mmm. I love marzipan. I wasn't a fan of marzipan until I had it at Andres. Really? Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It can be very sweet, but, like, my mom used to have this sweet almond soap. I think it was by Crabtree and Evelyn. Uh-huh. That was her favorite. She had it in her, like, side table, mm-hmm. and I distinctly have a memory, like a smell memory. Of that almond. Of smelling that sweet and loving that smell. Mm. Even to this day, like, any sort of soap, like a Zum, which is our local mm-hmm. brand, like, their almond... I don't like Obsessed. almond smells. Oh, see, I love it. So do you like that just or no? Some, I like it. You do? This is, it looks just like a green version of their mocha roulade. Yes. And that's really good. Mm-hmm. I almost that. Because that's the mocha, but it's not really coffee This coffee has like flavor. a raspberry jam. Yeah. Very good. Which I think is really lovely. This uh-huh. I also would like. I'm obsessed with tea today. Mmm. Let's have a tea party next time. That'd be fun. Whoever's on the, our guest. Yeah, who wants to have a tea party? I've had a couple of people actually reach out to me Mm. since we've started an Instagram, which is at 4BeTheThingsPodcast, spelled out the letter, I mean the number four. (laughs) Oh, God, letters, numbers. (laughs) But if you're interested, you have like a a company you want to promote, or if you're 
community-based or even if mm. you just have something you're like, I'm interested in this, mm-hmm. please reach out to us because if you're more passionate about it, the better the interview's going to be. And we'll love to talk about it. Yeah, we'd love to talk about it. Oh, that really one's good. good. I'm going to say this one beats out the lemon one. Yeah. Only because I want it to be more lemony. Yeah, that, the lemon mm. on top was very good. It mm-hmm. was enough lemon for me, but the rest of it was just very vanilla. It's like white. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not a vanilla person. If it's vanilla bean, I would like it. What is but the difference? Because you see black specks. You can taste the difference. Can you? You can or taste the it? vanilla. Because that vanilla tastes like cloud. <laughs> like a fluffy nothing. A fluffy nothing. Like a sugar. A fluffy sugar. Oh, but vanilla bean tastes like vanilla. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. I can get behind it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm always Andy, questioning. you can eat the rest of that lemon. Andy, we're saving the lemon for you. Um, Can I eat this tiny to... Pringle? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm it's just like curious a, as to what it is. It's literally a white chocolate, like, little beautiful flower. She keeps calling it a Pringle. <laughs> it's so cute. How oh, dare it's you? like pasted. <gasps> well, yeah, it's chocolate. It's pasted on God, this. God, I love, like, a beautiful mm. French, like, pastry place. Yeah. There's one in my hometown in Nyack, New York, called Didier and Dumas. Oh. And DDA is the man, the main baker. That sounds cute. It, I love to meet there for coffee and just get a beautiful pastry. It's such like an indulgent moment you get to have. I think this is just sugar. I think it's white chocolate. Mm-mm. The bottom of that was white chocolate. You want bite it. No, I don't want that. You bite after me. I'm not. We will become one <laughs> in our podcast. Fine, fine. I'll bite it. I'll bite it. Give it to she, she said bite it and then she bit it. I had to make sure. That's not chocolate. It's like sugar. I'm confused by what that is. I'm not sure. It's crunchy. I wish it was salty, honestly. Why? Because you're just sweeted out? And I wish it was a Pringle. You are so weird. Tiny Maybe Pringle. we should do Pringles one of these days. <gasps> Ooh, just pop open a bunch of the mini ones. I host a thing called Script Circle, Sunday Script Circle at my house. It's so fun. Yeah, it's wonderful, and it's just a way to read new scripts. She really wants to dig into this chocolate one. She, like, <laughs> she hunkered down, got into the post then, where she's about to spoon, and she's like, shut up, Nicole. Ready. No, tell The me reason I'm telling you is I bought... A thing of Costco Pringles, and it was a bunch of little Aww. pops, and no one ate them really. There was like three that was gone. That Is were it gone because they had to open it. I don't know what the problem was. They're Pringles. People love them. There was sour cream, and onion, oh, cheese, yeah. and plain. Great. So they sat in our little mud room because that's where we keep stuff to save for the next one. Mm. And all of a sudden, I start seeing in the recycling bin these Pringles cans, mini Pringles cans, popping up in the. I was like, huh. Weird. Winston, my dog is not eating them. I am not eating them. <laughs> There's only one other culprit. <laughs> I look into the back of Andy's car. So help me. It is filled with empty mini Pringles cans. I was like, you are busted. Like, you must be stopped. He has to go to Costco and refill said, it for next time. He said, time. I'm hungry. I was like, get out of here. <laughs> you don't I'm need hungry. that many Pringles. Plus, his metabolism is oh, unbelievable. If I ate that many Pringles. He, a Costco thing of Pringles. He ate the whole thing? The whole thing. He's, I bet he got a little taste of it at sight because we had those in our snack he bin. He brought them from here. What? He brought those Pringles from and this then, house. Oh, boy. <laughs> It's all coming together. Again, I'm going to eat a little bit of this marzipan. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> this is my favorite tasting we've had so far. Yeah. I should have, we were in um, Vegas, <laughs> and we went to the M&M store, and we went up to that big M&M wall, like so touristy. Touristy. Mm-hmm. And um, I got a jalapeno M&M. I've heard about these. It's weird, man. Good or bad? It's weird. Justin likes them. I don't know what I feel about them. They are um, just like a peanut M&M. 
Yeah. With the taste, not the heat, but the taste of a jalapeno hmm. in there, just subtly. Well, they I also think it had, like, like, Thai iced tea or Thai coconut. They had, like, three experimental flavors oh. that you were supposed to, like, vote on. Oh. I didn't try those. I had, we bought the little, just a tiny bag. Like, the fill it up yourself. Yeah. Dangerous. I We got a little oh, yeah. bit of jalapeno and a little bit of the hazelnut ones. Oh, yeah, because it's, like, so Nutella. Good. I I always think I'm going to like M&M's more than I do. Yeah. I'm always like, cool, peanut. Like, I'm into that. And then I'm like, eh, it's just a peanut and some stale chocolate. I know. And then I'm like, ooh, peanut butter. And yeah. I'm like, eh. It's not great. I, uh, I like him with popcorn. What? Yeah. And oh, then popcorn. That sounds blasphemous no. to me. Sweet Blah. and salty. I mean, I get the concept, but I don't want to do it. I don't. I'm sorry. I'm going to bring it in. Don't. We're not Next doing time that. I, I just can't get Nicole behind will never it. let me bring in the food for thought food again. Yeah, she's out. No, we always we always pick good stuff, especially yeah. when it's just you and me now. It's like whatever we want to eat. Yeah. We're like, we're going to have coffee and paste. I know. I just walked around Target. I was like, what do I want? I know. It's so funny. <laughs> we're going to go into this chocolate bomb. What I, what I need to acknowledge, I've watched enough Food Network to understand this. Uh-huh. The shine of this chocolate ganache yeah. on top is incredibly difficult to get. How do they do it? They basically do a double broiler, I imagine, which is like you ta- place a bowl on oh, top right. of a boiling pan, which allows it not to scorch. But it's really tough to get this, like, it's almost like a little mirror. You can see the light reflecting it's off beautiful. of it. And I want to appreciate what they've done before we destroy it. It is so beautiful. There's a chocolate that says Andre's on it. With a little stick of white chocolate rolled up. A little scroll. A scroll from chocolate. Well, I'm going to get in here. I think there's cake, and I think there's mousse. Holy <gasps> mackerel. It's beautiful. Oh, my God. It's <gasps> so soft. Oh, it's like mousse. Yeah, it's... Cho- oh, my God. <gasps> this is chocolate. Mm. Having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> Deanna just made an unbelievable face. She looked to the heavens. <laughs> that is so good and so rich. I got so much. <laughs> I could... I mean, I could just... That was sh- good was it's still here it's good it's still oh good oh my god i love any and what i love about it is it's not that shitty fake chocolate it's like real cocoa i thought it was gonna be a lot mm. sweeter than it is like it's very sweet don't oh, get me it's wrong so good these little desserts get me because i think i can eat more than one yeah but then you get through like if i ate a whole one of those by myself oh i could do it oh people it's good go to andre's Go to Andre's. Support them. Their um, Instagram is pretty fun to watch. I don't even follow them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. I shouldn't have another bite of this, but I'm going to. (laughs) Eat the rest of it. No, I can't. Mm, That chocolate was so good. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, mm. They're my favorite chocolate in Kansas City. Mm, Hands down. This is a great food for thought. This is a bomb food for thought. If you have a favorite. If you've been to Andre's, if you're a local Kansas Cityan, Mm -hmm. tell me your favorite dessert there. Because I don't go frequently. So when I go, I freeze and I panic. Yes. So if you have a or favorite. Or favorite food. Like their savory food. There's so many options. Like their quiche is so good. I had to, a creamy tomato soup with a little spinach salad today. Oh. And some iced tea. Oh. It was lovely. What a lovely end of with summer. With a tiny food. pretzel bun. And I like tiny things so much. No joke. Tiny <laughs> versions of big things. So help me. I was like, look at this baby pretzel bun. I can't even eat it. It was but a bun? A pretzel tiny. bun. Like... It was just, like, puffed up the size of, like, a little bit bigger than a quarter. It was, like, little and cute. Can I have eight of those? I know. That's how I felt, too. I was like, damn it. <laughs> I need to dip this in my tomato oh, soup. Oh, it was so good. And it was still a hot, humid day, but I, the tomato soup was, like, so yummy. Yum. Really good. Yeah, give us give us a, sh- a holler, mm-hmm. a shout. 
So I'll be honest with you, like, beauty specifically mm-hmm. is not actually my forte. Mm. I'm not, like, a big makeup girl. I'm not... I never really, like, got into a full skincare thing. Like, mm-hmm. I feel dumb about that because I have very no. sensitive skin that breaks out every time I have my period. <laughs> but, um... I'm going to say wellness. Mm, yeah, that's in that same. I'm in a different world because I've been really trying to, like, take care of my body, take care of myself, and kind of, like, cue into things that I may need. So, um, I want to talk CBD. Oh, dope. Yep, cool. So, CBD, in case you haven't tapped into this very trendy thing going on. <laughs> Um, It doesn't have the THC, which is the stuff that gets you high in weed. It's more hemp-based, and what it does, it's great for anyone with achy muscles. Mm. So if you have a topical, like in a lotion or something like that, it's really, it's like putting arnica on it. So like my low back. Yes. Pain. CBD lotion would be awesome. I take it for anxiety because I have Mm -hmm. a ton of it excess. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I'm really feeling it, I'll take some CBD drops. And I get, I have mine from Dram. They're uh-huh. a great company. Um, also, Lord Jones is a great, L-O-R-D, Jones. Okay. They're expensive, but they make really high quality stuff. <laughs> like good CBD. Mm-hmm. They make gummies, like little <gasps> CBD gummies. And I've also bought um, actual little gummy bears. Aww. Sorry, still eating chocolate as I do this. Um, from a place called Not Pot. <laughs> Which is really cute. cute. Their branding is adorable. Uh I'm such a sucker. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I got just gummies, and they don't taste like super sweet, junky gummies, but it was really easy to eat. And the thing with CBD is, like, you really do have to get it in your system. Right. You take it every day. I've been taking it before bed. I keep the little dropper right next to my bed. And you should take it every day. Yeah. Regularly. Yeah, yeah. For it to, like, really process. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been really lovely. Good. And it's cool to tap into it, and it's cool to see. I mean, right now, it's, like, so trendy, and there's no, uh, not a lot of regulations going on. Right. So, like, if you're getting... with those stores that pop up. I know, I like know. Like the CBD stores. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I mean, because they're realizing, like, this is a trend right now. Right. And so, because there's so few regulations in it, you never know if you're getting high-quality stuff or not. Mm-hmm. But what I've found is some really good brands... Mm-hmm. And it's worth investing in. I mean, it's great for anxiety. It's great for muscles. It's good to just kind of find an even keel. And it's not affecting your mood like you're getting drunk or high. It's right. not that. It's subtle. Yeah, okay. yeah. And it's been really, really lovely. So um, the Dram ones I have are called Sweet Grass. I bought that one. Yeah, it's great. I like it. I've only taken it a couple times, but maybe I should just start taking it at night. Just do like a couple drops under your tongue at night or mm. put it in a big glass of water. Mm-hmm. It does double duty for mm-hmm. hydration. It tastes good, though. Yeah, they're great. And and it's done in Colorado, I believe. And the company has been awesome. Those bottles um, are beautiful. They have a little one called Big Mood, which I think is really funny. <gasps> Big Mood. Yeah, and they ha- then they have, like, a Beauty Drops. And what that what that is, it's a different combination of, like, herbs mm-hmm. going with the CBD that are going to help these things. But um, Have you tried the sodas? Yes. Excuse me. Oh, my God. If you drink La Croix or La Croix, mm-hmm. if you drink bubbly water, which is our new favorite brand. That's what I have at home. Bubbly is so good. Mm-hmm. Or Waterloo. We love Waterloo, too. I've seen those. Oh, they're awesome. I like their cans. So what you're going to like the most is this Dram Apothecary. Hmm. I think that's their uh, website, Dram Apothecary or Dram Apothecary. And you can drink one. 
Yeah. Like a whole one. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just like, I think it's 10 milligrams or something. Mm-hmm. But they're designs, I think I talked about it on our previous podcast, <laughs> but they're really beautiful and the seltzers are all using natural stuff. So it's mm. like, they have one, what did I have? Ginger, lemon grass, maybe? Something like that. But it was a very real ginger. Like it yeah. didn't taste like ginger ale, didn't taste like fake kind of syrupy mm. stuff. Oh, the one that I loved was... um Maybe black tea and cardamom. Oh, yum. I was in love. And I like a bubbly In a bubbly water. And somehow it felt like a treat. You know when you Mm -hmm. have, like, I get into kombucha. Speaking of, like, wellness, I'm, like, I fully live and breathe kombucha world. Mm. Someone asked me today if I wanted to start a kombucha club, and I was like, um. I go in and out where I'll, like, drink it, and then I won't. I have one sitting in my fridge at home right now. I don't drink it in the, like, a lot of people, it's great probiotic. Yeah. Like, super good natural probiotic. And yeah. some people are like, ugh, it tastes so bad, vinegary. Mm. Some of them are vinegary. You gotta taste different brands. I love the ginger ones. By far, my favorite brand is called Rowdy Mermaid. Oh. It's a great brand. And my favorite one is called Savory Peach. Ooh. It's peach and thyme. Yeah. Which I never go for the savory ones, but no. something about it is spectacular. That sounds really good. Oh, it's really, really good. I love that brand. So maybe you can help me. Okay. I get a little creeped out by, by the, the mother floaties. by the floaties because sometimes they don't have floaties in them sometimes sometimes people there's take a them kansas out. city one mm-hmm. that has like very 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 tiny floaties if anything yeah but when there's oh man i've had some honkers in there that yeah. are so big and if you don't know kombucha like if you're like i've heard that word and i have no idea what it is it's <laughs> fermented tea mm-hmm. so fermentation happens the same way you'd make a beer it makes it bubbly um, but what is the thing called? It's got the grossest It's thing. called the SCOBY. SCOBY! Ew! <laughs> and it's a mushroom. It's like a booger. It looks like a booger, and yes. it can get very big. <gasps> like, very big. Because that's what you harvest off of. Basically, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. And I'm sure people who have... I have actually never made it homemade, but I had a roommate do it once in college, and it, it was very smells. smelly. Yeah. Yeah, it was just very vinegary, but you can tuck it away. I and you like can, it's vinegar cheaper. in tastes. Like, small tastes. I like vinegar. So I like Sorry, kombucha. I'm still eating chocolate. Keep eating that chocolate. Eat the rest of it's it. It's melty and I need it. Sorry. Um, um, yeah, so kombucha is another kind of wellness thing that I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a treat for me. Yeah. Like, it's, I don't drink soda. Not, like, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't drink soda. But I just I never don't. had a taste for it. I love bubbly water. Like, I yeah. love anything with a little flavor in it. Yeah. And kombucha's right up there. Now that I've stopped, I mean, I don't, I'll drink, like, a soda every now and then yeah. if I'm out and I like fountain soda specifically if I'm going to drink a soda. That's so specific. It's and so I funny. only drink the bad stuff. I drink Diet Coke if I drink soda at all because... Why don't you drink regular Coke? Ew. Ugh. I don't like the taste of regular Coke. Are you kidding me? No. It, it coats my throat. It's really gross. What? Have you had Mexican Coke? No. You should try it. That's it really the real sugary? deal. Uh, no. I mean, not any more sugary than any other It doesn't other like Coke. glaze my throat. Well, it just doesn't have that syrup, right. syrupy quality. There's something I only ever I did I like didn't grow up like oh I want all the soda as a kid, but my grandparents had caffeine soda free farm? diet coke at home. Blech. And so I would drink that when I was over there, like at my grandparents' house. Do you think it's like a brain thing where you're like this is a treat? Probably, but I don't drink it. But when I do like go out and I'm like getting a popcorn at the movie, I might get a soda. Funny. But now, because of I don't drink soda, I just drink water and coffee, truly. Yeah. And alcohol. The bubbles in bubbly water really affect me. 
You're burpy? Mm-hmm. I'm so burpy now, too. Oh, all the time. I had never been a burpy person. No. And I don't know if it's because I started drinking more bubbly water, but it's unreal. I feel mm-hmm. terrible for Andy. Oh, no. Does he get burpy? No. Or is he just always burpy? I don't know. <laughs> I don't notice it. I think because I just, like, if I'm going like, to burp, I'm going to commit to it because I think it's funny. I'm just, like, a full on. I don't, like, cover. I, I'm very rude about well, it yeah. when we're in our house. Especially I'm just, when like, you're at home. <laughs> burp your life away. I mean, it's unreal. And the poor guy. And it's not like it's smelling. It's just like air bubbles escaping my body. But I don't get that really with kombucha, which is nice. No, that's true. So, yeah, CBD, mm. kombucha. I'm start being regular my with mine. Favorite wellness things. Kombuchas are not cheap. No. But uh, giving yourself a treat like once or twice a week is like really nice. It's the same as doing a coffee. Oh, like yeah. A good coffee. Yeah. And you can make that shit at home. All the time. Kombucha. You're not you can do make it. it at home. You could, but I'm not going to. <laughs> I have no counter space. No smelly Scoobies here. Scoobies. Wait, what's... <laughs> smelly Scoobies? Like Scoobies nose? <laughs> oh, God. The smelly Scooby Scoby mother. Yeah. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's my new kombucha brand. <laughs> Nobody get that yet. Yeah. Nicole's making it. Yeah, no, it's Scooby TM. Scoby mother. Yeah, TM'd. Welcome to 4 Be The Things, Nicole. Thank, Thank you. you for being here. No problem. In my own house. <laughs> In your own house. <laughs> on your own microphone. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about you. Wow. Let's get to know Nicole. Immediately it made me nervous. I know, right? <laughs> You're like, oh my God, oh, what's going to happen? Um, so if you listened to the previous episode. Please do. You would have heard Nicole interviewing me. We did it. It was and fun. It was really fun. But I enjoyed those, like, icebreaker questions that Aren't you did great? so much. And I must say again, if you haven't listened to the last one, I stole them from Don't Salt My Game. It's a great podcast listen. about intuitive eating, and the woman who is the host has an incredible dialect. Worth listening to. Don't salt my game. Don't salt my game. I'm ready. That's going to go on my list. It's cute. Um, so let's dive in. Okay. Nicole. Yes. Here are some questions. Mm -hmm. Super easy questions. (laughs) You know them because you asked me last time. Um, Tacos or pizza? I'm. It's hard for me. That one's hard. It is because I, if I could eat one type of food for the rest of my life, it'd be Italian. But I think I choose tacos. Wow. But pasta would win over tacos. Oh, pasta. That's where it would go. I mean, if it was like the last, the only thing I could eat the rest of my life. Yeah, Pasta. pasta. Get out of here. Plus, there's pasta. so many different kinds of pastas. But if it's, like, good pasta. Oh. Like, homemade yeah. pasta. Which I tried to make once. I made homemade raviolis, and I had a meltdown. Well, ravioli seems very difficult. It was fine, but I didn't seal them up all the way, so oh, no. some of them burst in the water, and then it just feels like your heart has burst. <laughs> it's tough. You that was in high toasted school. Ravs. I've never had a toasted wrap. No, I have had a toasted wrap, but never from St. Louis. It's going to change when we go on a trip. Can't wait. <laughs> um, what's your favorite emoji? Oof. <laughs> I think the one I most frequently use uh-huh. is the eye roll emoji. Oh, yes. And I a lot of times do, like, multiple in a row. With the one, like, straight up. Yeah, he's like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but I also use the, like, palm-to-face blonde girl as well, which oh, I yeah. know you said was up there, too. It's so good. I also, I like food. I, so I really love tiny things. <laughs> and I love the tiny foods. I'm actually opening my phone right now because I just want to, like, stare longingly at them. <laughs> but I love the tiny foods. And I remember a day when they updated the emojis, and it was, like, 
More Christmas. Food. More food. I was like, oh my god, they're so cute. <laughs> What's your favorite food sweet. emoji? Ooh. Gotta take a peek. God, I gotta look at them. They're so... There's a lot. There's so many of them. I don't, see, I like anything that like looks sort of real. None of these fruits, none of these veggies. No, over I only it, ever use the it. alcohol glass. I know, I know that the new one that's like bourbon. I use constantly. Uh-huh. The rocks glass. That's definitely yeah. That's definitely up there. The donut's pretty cute. Oh, I'm yeah. into that. Um, I, some of these like like Asian goodies I know are like classic Asian treats, but I'm like I have no idea what that is. Mm-hmm. The ramen bowl's cute, but I don't use it enough. So I'd probably say that rocks glass, honestly. Mm-hmm. But that bagel looks very realistic. Let me see. I hope you're all following That bagel. Everybody open your phone. Yeah, look at the bagel. Does that have cream cheese on it? It does. That looks like a picture of a bagel. I know. That's what's weirding me out. But that's what I like. I like a tiny... I don't know why I made you show me yours when I have my phone open in front of me. We're busy. Right here. Phones. The modern age. Right here. Anyway, back to questions about Nicole. (laughs) That one went off. Okay, so of all of the Queer Eye men... Which one would you have work their specialty with you? Jeez Louise. I mean, I think the obvious choice is Bobby. Mm -hmm. And that's truly what I would choose. Yeah. But. But but I deeply love them all, and I also would like to work with Tan. I I think a lot of times I don't know how to dress my body. Mm -hmm. I think I have good style for the most part. I have some weird style, but... Um, I don't always know how to dress my body shape, and mm-hmm. I think he would help me with that. Plus, That's true. French tuck. I'm wearing one right now with my sweatpants. You pull off the French tuck like the French nobody's tuck. business. Because I wear the right high-waisted pants for me. You and Justin. Right oh. over that pooch. Oh, Tuck that shirt in. Sometimes I put, I try to do it, and I think of you, and then I'm like, <laughs> I'm not pulling this off. My hips are different shaped. <laughs> you can do it. I can. I believe in you. It's tough. It has to be a specific ensemble. Justin kept trying to help make me help him with his French tuck. His looks day, good, but he was he was stressing out. <laughs> I was I was trying to tuck it, and I was like, just I never think about the French tuck. I just tuck, you just it, tuck and it and I leave. I and go. I think that's the trick. You can't think too hard no, about it. It's like it a messy ponytail. Yeah, or if messy you think bun. too hard. I can't do a messy bun because I think too hard about it. Yeah. Well, and my cut my hair. <laughs> um, what um, makes you irrationally angry? Irrationally angry. Um, chewing sounds. Oh. I'm one of those people. And our food for thought doesn't bother it's you? It's so funny. I listen to a bunch of like foodie podcasts and that doesn't bother but me. But in public. But, like, Yes. Like if I were to chew with my mouth open right oh, now. Oh, would dr- I would have to leave. <gasps> Whoa. I hate it. Like it's it gets ragey. It's called misophonia. Is that what it is? The basics of it. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's a it's a chewing and sometimes a specific type of chewing. Like I don't mind someone who has to crunch a chip in their mouth, but right. it's like the chewing portion. Yeah. And some people just can't help when it. When it's taking too long. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. So I get a little weird about it. Ooh. Yeah, I know. I could see that. I also can't handle um, people biting their nails. Oh. That sound is oh, yeah. torture. Oh. Torture. I know. What sparks joy? Ooh. Um, a walk outside mm. on a nice day is really joyful for me. Being outside in nature is really joyful for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, a the s- beach? The beach. Being near water. Like, I have, like, mermaid tendencies. <laughs> she does. Um, I do. I just, I become a different person near the beach. So, being near water is, like, soothing and joyful. And something about that makes me the best version of myself. I saw you fall asleep so hard on the beach last Ooh. year this time. 
like a week ago, a couple days ago last year. You getting flashbacks on Facebook? Oh man, yes. So good. Yes. Yeah, I probably I'm a mouth open sleeper too. It's embarrassing. <laughs> don't don't be on an airplane with me. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. What is your favorite breakfast food? So, I this is hard for me, but right now it's shakshuka. What is that? Ooh, it's like a Mediterranean, I believe, Middle Eastern, maybe Middle Eastern. I think Middle Eastern dish, uh-huh. where it's essentially this like beautiful like tomato sauce. I love tomatoes, mm-hmm. so it's like a tomato sauce. It has some spices. Sometimes you'll put some carrots and peppers in there, um, and saute it down, real saucy. Mm-hmm. Then you make a little hole in the sauce, crack two eggs in it, and then you put a top on it, and it steams the eggs just enough. It cooks in the sauce, and then you put all that stuff in a bowl and get big piece of crusty bread, mm-hmm. and you just eat it up. <gasps> okay, Runny so just yolks. tomato sauce. If you want to do, like, eggs poor it. man's shakshuka, you can use, like, a marinara sauce and do Italian shakshuka. And just use, like, a good, like, Rayos is the best marinara sauce. And do that. And steam the eggs. You basically just make like a little over hole. easy. You don't, no, you just put them in the hole. Uh, and they cook in there. But you put a top on it so it allows the top to steam. So the top what? of the whites cook. So everything's cooked through, but still runny egg yolks and then crusty, delicious sourdough bread. Shakshuka. I have to make that. It's so easy. Even if you want to go even easier, mm-hmm. Trader Joe's in the frozen section, it's like one seventy nine. They have a little shakshuka kit, and it's just the oh, red sauce that you can defrost in a pan oh and gosh. crack your own eggs in there. Wow, it's really good. So that's up there in my favorite because I like mm. a, I like a savory breakfast, and mm. I really love tomato sauce. Like mm. I freaking love it. Italian. Yeah, my God. I could just eat spoonfuls <laughs> of tomato sauce, which I have. What is your perfect Sunday? Slow. Uh, I wake up in the morning. I make, like, good coffee, like, messenger coffee. I steam some oat milk, put some cinnamon on there, like, make mm. it nice. Um, have time to, like, sit outside and look at my garden and just be slow and quiet. Go to the dog park. Mm-hmm. Let my dog hang out with his friends. <laughs> Hang out with my friends. Have a lot of people at the dog park with us to socialize. Mm -hmm. Brunch. Mm. Brunch is my favorite meal to go out for. Because it's like, I don't want to fall asleep. Right. You know, I I thrive in morning, daytime. So brunch, having like a really nice brunch. Mosa's doing the whole shebang. Yum. And then, um, and I guess like having some downtime, taking a nap. I love a good nap. yeah. And then in the evening time... Uh, going back out with some friends to, like, a nice place where we can sit outside and, and just, like, chat and laugh. Yeah. Or have a dinner party. I like having dinner parties, too. Oh, yeah. I haven't done it in a while, but I That's like a that. good Sunday. Yeah, man. What's your favorite word? I'm going to say organic. Ooh. Not because of the hippy-dippy thing, but the sound organic, oh, that sound mm-hmm. that it makes mm-hmm. is really kind of lovely. Yeah. And there's no S's in it. I sometimes have some weird S's. Yeah. You may have noticed. Never. It drives me bonkers. No. Um, I've never noticed it. Really? No. It's a self-conscious thing. I have weird words. But yeah, organic. What's your least favorite word? Oh, God. I just got sad. Oh, no. I just don't... I don't know. But like something that is ignorant probably Mm. in some sort of way. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Probably because I don't want to say it. No, but I don't have good. a specific one in my head. But something that's just like ignorant and judgmental without yeah. thought. Yeah, 
yeah. whatever that word is. What uh, turns you on creatively? I'm going to say uh, passionate people and, and people who are uh, forever students, mm. who just have like an openness of wanting to learn uh, without the ego, mm-hmm. which is what I strive to be. But it doesn't always happen because we're just like all human beings. But right. um, really people who are like driven, that creativity Oh, it bounces off. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it comes to you. And you feel sort of on fire around yeah. them, which I love. What turns you off creatively? Creatively. <laughs> creatively. <laughs> um, uh, staleness. Mm. Um, the kind of predictable, easy way out. Mm-hmm. So going off of our creative talk, mm-hmm. I want to talk about your creative journey. Cool. But first... Where did you grow up? I grew up in a little town north of New York City called Nyack, New York. <laughs> I love that name. It's Well, it's a Native American, oh. so that's a tribe. Mm. Um, and it is a stunningly beautiful place that I didn't appreciate till I left. Mm. It's very, like, East Coast, reminds me of, like, What's the place? I never watched Gilmore Girls, but that's... Stars Hollow. Stars Hollow. It's very much like that. It's first popped in my mind. It's quaint. It's safe. It's outdoorsy. It's right along the Hudson River, but you can get 35 minutes on a train into the middle of New York City. Wow. So you've got a little bit of the both worlds, but it's suburbs. I walk downtown and I know everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Is it small? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a little small. Kind of like there's like two major cross streets with some bars and restaurants and coffee shops. Oh my and, gosh. The library, and you see the same like towny people, and <laughs> you know, like if I walk downtown now, I run into like high school friends' moms. Oh, who lived close? Somebody lived close to you. Oh, so many famous people. Rosie lived O'Don- there. Yeah, yeah. Rosie O'Donnell was our neighbor for a while. Russell Crowe lived in the same house for a minute. Um, Jonathan Demi, who late Jonathan Demi, who was a wonderful man, and his daughter grew up with me, um, was the director of Silence of the Lambs, oh, among wow. many other huge movies yeah such a good guy and then bill Irwin, who everybody knows he's like a famous clown he's mr noodle on wow. uh, sesame street but he is an incredible physical theater artist wow. and just an all-around generous dude who lives like two blocks from me i thought you were gonna say he's a phenomenal neighbor he's a great neighbor <laughs> we don't see he's not you know i know my neighbors on my street yeah um, but we live in the, I, I grew up in the same house my mom was born in. Wow. So like, there's so much history, like there's letters carved in the backs of closets and oh stuff gosh. like that. So, um, and they still live there. Oh. So it's like a ton of history on a beautiful dead end street where the Hudson River's the bottom. That's beautiful. Yeah. It's super quirky and lovely. And you have siblings. I'm the oldest of four. Four. So I, it's me and then a sister who's two years younger than me. And her name's Allie, and she trains Guiding Eye for the Blind Dogs, oh. which I think is the most amazing job. And there's and lots of dogs in your family. Oh, big time. Yeah. We're a big animal family. Mm-hmm. And then twins, Hannah and James, um, and everybody lives in New York still. Mm-hmm. But I definitely have oldest tendencies of, like... You flew off. Like, wanting to lead and be in charge. I have that sort of, like, mm-hmm. organizer energy. Mm-hmm. I always look into that sort of thing. Are you guys, like, stereotypical... We have personalities where you lie. We, I think so, like, age-wise. Like, yeah, my, Allie is kind of, like, the even-keeled one. Mm -hmm. Like, being the second, I think you're sort of, like, balanced a little bit more. And she's not the youngest, No, she's the middle of four, which is complicated. Yeah. And then the twins have more of, like, a, 
a wild energy, or at least when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Now it's hard because when you're far away, you like don't always know them on a daily basis. Yeah. So um, I don't get. I'm definitely the odd man out. Wow, living in the because they're all in New York still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, working, living. So you went to elementary like through high school mm-hmm. in Nyack. Yep, same schools my mom went to. Oh. Yeah, so, uh, and we all went through it, public school, mm-hmm. but their public school is, like, amazing. Really? Like, it was super focused in the arts. I think that's where I got my that's true cool. love for it. Like, mm-hmm. my parents are creative. Like, my mom is was a preschool teacher for years. She now teaches art classes. Um, my dad just has, like, a great sense of humor, but uh, the town itself is what it's raised me into an loves artist. art. Public school, I had a dark room where I was developing my own photography. What? I know. There was a ton of money going into drama club, which happened after school, but like tons of high budget sort of things going on. When did you start theater? Elementary school. Elementary school? Oh yeah, my I was god. Little. I was little. Oh. We didn't, everyone had to be in like the fifth grade play. We had little plays before that, but the fifth grade play was the big one. And I, my first play is Wizard of Oz, and oh. I was Glenda. Oh my gosh, of course. Duh. Glenda. <laughs> Glinda the Good Witch. Did you, and you had to audition? Or you had to, you had to audition. Everyone had to be in it, but you had to audition. And there was mm. callbacks, too. What? It was wild. Fifth grade? Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And but everybody crazy. ended up in it. Yes. So and there was, good. I think, four, either two or four Dorothys that, like, the amount oh, of shows we did. And I think there was two Glendas. Mm-hmm. Rachel Kurtz. Shout out to Rachel Kurtz. Hey, girl. Now that I, I, it just popped into my head. She was the other Glenda. <laughs> hey, girl. Don't know where you're at, but I'm sure you're around. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so, so I did that. Did you, did that, like, spark something in you? And, or, like, did you keep doing theater? Oh, my God. It was in elementary school? So then I went into middle school, and my schools, again, like, I never took a theater class until college. Mm. Um, did your high school have it? No. Mm. No theater classes. Yeah. But after school activities. So you were part of right. the drama club, which was, like, my absolute love for community and, like, a little family. Mm-hmm. And a family that didn't fight as much, and it was just really nice. Mm-hmm. And I and I found a lot of like comfort there. So I did like a bunch of musicals. I loved musical theater when I was younger, um, and kind of was really successful at it. I played a lot of old ladies. What was your favorite musical? Ooh, it's such a good question. I never think about musicals did. anymore. Mm-hmm. That I did. Oh, so I did like classics and. Yeah. In middle school, and then I did, like, some weird ones in high school. <laughs> we did cats. You did cats? Oh, yeah. I love cats. I, I wore the full onesie, so and we did much. some of the original choreography. Oh, it was wild. Oh, my God. Who did Our, you play? I played um, Demeter. Wow. I got to sing part of Macavity. <gasps> I don't know if I should have. It's fine. It doesn't matter. I wore a onesie, and I lived my life. You did musicals. I did. I loved it. I auditioned for musical theater going into college, and then wow. realized, like, ooh, <laughs> it's so different. Yeah, it's not the same world. So you did a lot of musicals. Yeah. Did your, like, middle school and high school do plays, too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my high school was, like, really into it. I had a great director. His name's Joe Egan. He's still a friend. And Greg Baccarini did choreography. Um, just both cool guys that I still, wow. you know, and friends with on Facebook and stuff. And they were, like, working professionally in theater for a while. Wow. Um, so I, there was always a, a straight play, there was always a musical, and mm-hmm. then student-directed one acts. Mm-hmm. Cool. And I did them all, every year. I mean, a couple of them I didn't get into, but um, rarely. I was always involved. Hmm. So that was, that was a blast. Let me think. The high school shows I did yeah. were the following. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the first. 
first? I'm thinking just musicals. I don't remember, but I definitely did Seussical. We did Zombie Prom. I love Seussical. We did Cats. There was some other musical. These are in high school? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what the other one was, but it was fun. I remember really loving it. But Those I loved fun ones. the straight plays, too. Yeah. Did Noises Off. Oh. Love Noises Off. And you played a lot of old ladies. Absolutely. Character actor. You don't know you're a character actor when you're yep. young, but you're like, oh, I'm a character actor. Oh, I can play something that's not me. Yeah. And do voices and <laughs> yeah. be silly and not be embarrassed at all. But there's definitely a fear there when I'm myself. Yeah. There's like a public speaking fear. Oh, yeah. But like when I'm somebody else, there's a, it's a freeing energy, which is really cool. With singing, even now, <sighs> like I love oh, musicals. Yeah. But if someone were to say, Deanna, can you go sing the national anthem? Yeah. Or could you go sing at a bar? I would be terrified. Horrifying, yeah. Terrified. I do have some sort of dream. Like, my voice isn't super trained, but I can read music and I can stay in tune mm-hmm. for the most part. Of, like, learning the ukulele Aww. or the banjo. And, like, writing, like, hipstery covers of top 40 songs. Yes, do it. <laughs> One day when I have time. Make that YouTube page. I know. It's just like something I'm like, man, that would be fun. Put it on your Instagram. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll have a musical version. Oh, a musical episode one day. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, um, so you did theater all through high school. Mm-hmm. You auditioned for musical stuff and going into college. Mm-hmm. Did you have a long process to get into colleges? God, I was so unprepared. Where'd you go? I didn't know anything it's about It's a crazy how to do world. It. I didn't know. No. I mean, it's amazing when I talk to younger people now. I'm like, you guys are so educated in how this goes. Oh, yeah. Like, I had no idea. I, I think it's different now with the surge of, like, the BFA in theater. Yeah. I, I mean, Potentially. But, like, my mom and dad, like, both, like, college wasn't something they super connected to. They both love, they're both, like, totally love education. Mm-hmm. Are really good educators. They met teaching. Mm. Um, special needs. But uh, neither of them fully graduated, I don't think. Mm. Uh, so I was like the first one to fully graduate college. So I just didn't go into it having a lot of knowledge. Right. So I auditioned for all sorts of schools all over. Did you have like City. a unified audition or did you just go to the schools so. individually? I went to the schools individually that I was interested in. And I got into some. I got rejected from some. Some of them, God, I wish I could go back. But I guess whatever I chose got me here. But mm-hmm. some of them were like... You're a really strong actor. We want to accept you into the acting program, but not the musical theater program. And I was and like, poo-poo. Yeah, you weren't ready for that. <laughs> no, I just didn't, I didn't know. I didn't know myself enough right. to be able to say, like, that's exactly what I need. Right. Um, so I ended up getting into a school called Flagler College in St. Augustine, Florida. Oh. Yeah, you came to St. Augustine with We me. were there a it, year ago. It means a lot to me when people come see it, because then you realize, like, I'm obsessed. I wish I went to school there. Oh. It looks like Hogwarts. It does. It's a tiny little Hogwarts on a beach. In an old hotel built by Henry Flagler. Used to be an all-girls school. The dining hall has, like, Tiffany stained glass windows. I mean, it's beautiful. You think the staircases are going to move. Yeah. And the paintings are going to talk to you. I know. And I would ride my bike all the time to the beach, and we drank a lot of Mike's Hard Limeades. Yeah. I mean, it was very magical. Safe. It felt really safe. Mm -hmm. And um, we did a lot of theater-themed parties and... It was exactly the school I needed that I didn't know because mm-hmm. I was on stage all the time. Yeah. And I didn't know that that's, that's, good. that's how I learn. I learn by moving. Yeah. I learn by being present. And a lot of the bigger schools don't let you act for the first two years. Yeah. 
which is, I understand it, but it's right. also not the way I needed. Mm-hmm. And so I got into the right school at the right time, even though it was a teeny tiny <laughs> school in Florida. <laughs> Lived at the beach. It's gorgeous. But there's my connection to the water. So how did you end up here in Kansas City? Ooh. So after college, I went home. I lived a totally different life where I was like sort of managing this organic food restaurant. Mm-hmm. Back and, in Nyack. In Nyack. And I was working farmer's markets for a bunch of people. And I loved it. I had so much money. Mm. I was buying everybody shots at the bars. Mm-hmm. I was like buying gifts for myself, expensive clothes. I was like, wow. Wow. This is cool. I haven't lived that life since then. No. But then I saved up enough, enough money to move into New York City, to move into the city. And I lived, lived in Morningside Heights with my friend Nate, who has, grew up with me in elementary school. Oh. Um, he's a manager for a talent agency. Um, now he works for Equity. But then oh, cool. he was, yeah. Then he was a manager. So funny. A lot of times for kids, like kid models. <laughs> um, he was a wonderful roommate. And we lived in the city. And it was it was great, but it was tough. Mm-hmm. It is so expensive to live there. Yeah. And you're up all night. And the lovely part about New York City, especially in your 20s, is like you can go nonstop and it's wonderful. I can never do it now. No. I'm glad I did it. Yeah. I lived there for like almost four years. I would drive back and forth to do some nannying. I would drive home to do laundry. <laughs> I was in a traveling the- children's theater company all over the city with my then boyfriend. Wow. Um, the hustle was real. I ate a lot of granola out of the front seat of my car. Mm-hmm. Um, it was wild, but great. I needed to have that experience and a lot of, and artistically I needed to have that experience of like being in New York and doing the hustle. Yeah. Did you have a bunch of jobs I, to maintain I that life? I mostly nannied. I did some Upper West Side nannying, which is just like, all you want to do is eat their schmancy Whole Foods snacks. You know, and you, like, walk the kids around the block, and it's stressful. And so I did a lot of that. Wow. Moms were really intense about interviewing you oh, as a really? New York nanny. It's well, like they probably lot. pay a bunch, too, don't they? They pay really well, but, yeah. like, also your rent is crazy. Right. And I did that. I worked for this children's theater company, performing. Um, I did some, like, community theater stuff just to, mm-hmm. like, keep doing theater. Right. Um, and that was mostly it, but I was jam-packed. I never had a day off. Man. I mean, the hustle has been going until, like, two weeks ago. No. It's just, like, nonstop. I think it's a New Yorker thing. I think it's a oldest thing. And I think it's, like, not having money. Mm-hmm. Not coming from... I mean, we lived in a very rich town. Yeah. And we were not the richest. We, I mean, we had a great life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know... You have that experience, and you're like, I never want to be scared about money. Yeah. And I have been. And because of that, I mean, going in with that, too, it's a performer thing of, like, constantly There's a fear. Looking for the next jobs. job. Yeah. There's, a, there's definitely a fear, um, and it doesn't match up with my personality type, Mm-mm. which loves routine, <laughs> loves, like, structure. Mm-hmm. I love being able to, like, be done at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. The only time I ever feel good working at night is because of theater, because I love it so much. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, I, I lived that life, and then my friend Nick, he was a friend from college, was like, hey, you should do Erda's. I was like, I've never heard of Erda's. Er, er, what's an Erda? What's an Erda? <laughs> um, and he's like, you should just do it. He was at University of Maryland, I think. Mm-hmm. And so it I, is the unified... Oh, good question. U-R-T-A. It's like a unified audition where, like... 17 to 25 graduate schools show up and they watch you for two minutes 
<laughs> and they see if you go through, and then you have private meetings in a hotel. It sounds mm-hmm. real weird, yeah. but it's a great way for exposure with one audition. You pay to get in. Right. But what was weird is that I, my type A personality let go for some reason. It was While a, you were there? I didn't know what they were. I didn't know the auditions were timed. I rolled in there. You know, like, I lived there. I didn't realize people were flying from all over the country to do these things. Did you have a, a package that was sm- shorter than two minutes? No. Did they cut you off? No. I'll tell you why. <gasps> it was, like, literally it was, like, this universal weird thing. Like, serendipity, kismet, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> I roll in there. I'm at this, like, hotel or wherever we're doing. Because mm-hmm. you do an initial thing to make sure you can get through, that you're good enough to get through to show the grad schools. So I... I happen to talk to this lady who's sitting in front of the door. She's got this thick accent. I was like, where's your accent from? Like, I have a lot of family in Georgia. You mm-hmm. sound just like my Aunt Hazel. Mm-hmm. Like, I love your dialect. And we ended up talking, 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 small talking, so kind. I had no idea who she was. We go into the room. I do my two pieces. Definitely over two minutes. Oh, my God. I walk out. She comes behind me. She was the timer lady. And she said, she said sweetie, just so you know, you were definitely over two minutes. I let it go. And I was like, what? Oh, that's sweet woman. It was so sweet. And I was like, wow. Okay. Usually at these unified auditions, as I talk to the microphone, <laughs> uh, you have two minutes. I've done it where you have like the 90 seconds. Oof. And they will cut you off if you They go will over. stop you at the like most important part of a monologue. Yeah. And then you look... It's mortifying. So and you're like, oh, darn. Yeah. No, it, it was literally something wow. happened. And then I went to this like meeting and Ted Sweats was there who was the head of the theater department at UMKC mm-hmm. he was talking about his program as an experience I was like huh I weirdly feel connected to that guy and then they called me back and it was my so first so you went to the meeting before yeah it was like audition. that night it was like a forum there was like three different universities answering wow. questions you got tickets to it hmm. And then they called me back, and I went into the room, and there was uh, Stephanie Roberts, who is this amazing mm-hmm. movement teacher here, who I was super connected to, was there. Ricardo Kahn was in there. And it was interesting because it was like he Ted just sat me down in this hotel room and worked my monologue. Wow. So we were working. We were doing, <laughs> which nice. is what I loved about college. Like, right. We weren't just talking about doing. We were doing it. Right. And I was like, ooh, That's I have nice. never wanted to go to grad school. I was just you going. Just went because I somebody just wanted told you to see to. if they were if I was what people were interested in. Mm. I felt burnt out, and he liked me, and we we danced back and forth about offers. I was really eager, and finally I got an offer, and I, me and my boyfriend of four years broke up. I packed up a U-Haul and I drove and I cried a lot of the way because of oh. my breakup all the way to Kansas City. Never been Midwest. Never oh visited, God. thought it was going to just be farmers and Republicans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some there's of some it. of those, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was like a really unlike me scenario. And I think because of that, it was the right thing for yeah. me. Yeah. It's getting in that like uncomfortableness. Yeah. I, f- I felt not like myself. I normally plan. Your boyfriend that uh, four years, were you living with him then? Like no, in New we York? lived, we lived like right next to each other, oh, like on the same good. block. Yeah. And he was a really nice dude, but we were having problems anyway. Like, yeah. it was messy. Mm. We were doing the on and off towards the end. It was messy. Yeah. Um, and so when you left, it was like, this is just time. Well, it was probably like, he was probably like, get her out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, it was like, okay, this is, I needed that yeah. cut off. I, yeah. needed, I needed not to be wishy-washy anymore. Yeah. And I needed to go. I needed to change. And it was wild. Wow. It was a wild experience. 
And then you ended up here in Kansas City. I did. And what I, was your first impression of Kansas City when you got here? Like, driving in. That's cheap. <laughs> wow. I, I had a two-bedroom by myself, and it was cheaper than my, like, little one room in the two-bedroom we had in Harlem. Did you crazy. I flew in here, one day. Oh, to look for your apartment? One day with my dad. Wow. In the middle of July. It was 106 degrees that day. We had to go to Target to buy bathing suits because we were like, we're going to die. We need to swim at the hotel. Oh, my God. It sucked. But we found a great apartment, and I lived there for three or four years. Wow. It was awesome. I loved it. I was like, I am so scared of change. Mm -hmm. I have... I never moved as a kid. Yeah. I used to... The amount... I remember my mom getting new couches. They put them on the side of the road for the trash, and I sat on them for days and wept. (laughs) In mourning for those couches. Like, I don't do change well. And I had never moved. the couches. You know, I moved to college. I remember crying the first week, but then falling in love, and it was good for me. And I needed this change, so, like, I was really scared. I was really scared. But school is a great thing to move for because you automatically have a community again. Right. Right. I've heard so many people that lived in New York, too, when they go to, like, it's different when they go to, like, a summer stock or someplace Mm -hmm. else in the middle of nowhere. They're like, oh, my God. It, everything is, like, slower. Yeah. Did you feel that when you got here, even though you were in school? Oh, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. was it still? I moved a million miles an hour. Sometimes right. I get in trouble in school where it's, like, you're too aggressive, you're too fast. And I'm, like, I don't feel that way at all. Like, in New York, they're, like, you are low-key. Are you from the South? But the differences of energy yeah. is very different. Yeah. Um, but grad school is wild. It's it's not for everyone. Yeah. It eats every ounce of your time, of your energy. It forces you to look at yourself in a way you're like, ooh. And then for me, I just didn't take the time to process. Mm. I was always in like, go, 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 go mode. For how many years? Three. Three years. And you only had Sundays off, and that's when you were like, God forbid, maybe you'll cook and do laundry. It's just nonstop. Mm -hmm. And then I would fill in. Like, I worked a yoga shift at 6 a.m. before I'd go to class. Wow. Did you have, like, consistent work the three years you were there you're to, not like, allowed make to work. money? Oh, no, you're not. you're not. No, you get a stipend. It's not. Because you also take teach, out. right, while you're there? Mm-hmm. Not everybody. Not everybody. But the, the people who they think are, like, ready for mm-hmm. it. Um, but, yes, that's what the stipend is for, which is lovely about a master's degree. But it mm-hmm. wasn't enough. I had to take out some financial aid. But, yeah. I mean, it was worth it. I am a much better actor because mm-hmm. of it. It was really hard. I learned my biggest lessons, which they said was going to happen years mm-hmm. later. That's when I took time to process. And I was like, oh, <laughs> there it let's is. Let's level out here. <laughs> oh, here's a therapist. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Taking care of yourself now. But it was pretty spectacular. Like, new foodie places. That was how I love to get used to new places. Like, new foodie spots. Mm-hmm. Like, new things going on. There's events all the time. Nicole and- has a killer list of, like restaurants people i have a running in kansas list city of places really to go good. people to see restaurants to eat mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. it's always being updated have you always been that way yes yes my dad's that way he always oh, likes really? to try new foodie spots wherever we go we do like the research it's just like you know like food is another one of those community things yeah. it brings people together i love to cook mm-hmm. i love to bake so, yeah, that's always been something that I actually am very passionate about. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate the artistry of it. There's a lot that goes into it. Oh, jeez, Louise, when you see good stuff. <laughs> oh, like those little like our little decadent desserts. desserts we have. That I'm, like, jacked up on sugar <laughs> from. <laughs> At, what time is it? Very late. But I'm sweating, man. We turn um, off the AC. 
So, if you could do anything else yeah. other than acting, mm-hmm. what would you do full-time? I think uh, I would own something. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, like, I used to say I'd be a cook. I'd be a chef. Because I love that. Yeah. But, like, in reality, the lifestyle is not ideal. Crazy. But, like, I love the idea of being a chef and, like, being able to do all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that sounds awesome. But I would love to, like, own a quirky coffee shop, mm. I think. I like to have my own space yeah. and, like, have regulars and create a community that, like, maybe things happen like poetry readings or, That's you know. so like, fun. I think that would be great. It's always about, like, creating a, a mini family wherever you go. Yeah. It's, like, a very social, even though I think I would consider myself an introvert, as weird as that sounds. But you are very social at the same time. I've always been. I wasn't always. Yeah. I was an extrovert, or I was an introvert pretending to be an extrovert for so many years of my life. So many years. What changed? <sighs> I got tired. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was tired, and I was doing it. Not for my... I wasn't listening to my internal needs. Mm-hmm. And I'm still learning that. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I got tired and, and I I really hit burnout. I hit burnout really drastically after grad school. Mm. In a scary, scary way. But you gotta hit low. You made it out. Behind. I survived and I'm here <laughs> to eat the chocolate cakes. <laughs> What, um, when you get in those, like, burnout situations, yeah. what helps you decompress and, like, get back to neutral? That's a good question. It's, like, uh, I need time. Time is the biggest mm. thing I'm realizing, which is not always, like, you're not always able to give that to yourself. Right. Which I've actually been working towards giving myself more time during my week, like, designated open time. Yeah. To see a girlfriend, to go to a yoga class, <laughs> like... To watch Bravo Real Housewives, which I love. Um, you know, like, st- or cook or do something. I love grocery shopping. Like, that is one of my favorite things so to do. So that's the kind of store you like. Shopping? Oh, God. Yeah. Sent me free in a Because you Whole said you Foods. don't like shopping. Oh, But no. you like shopping. I love grocery shopping. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just time. And I love yoga. Yoga has been, like, a really big gift to me. And teaching it is, like, also talking to myself while I'm talking to When did people. you get into teaching yoga? Uh, I started I started doing hot yoga during grad school. It was a great way to sweat Were out my... Were you doing my, it or teaching it? Doing it. Oh. Sweating out my anxiety before I went to class. Mm. It made me a better actor. Wow. I had so much anxiety and energy built up, and I needed to get rid of it. Wow. To be more grounded. And I wasn't even grounded. But just more ground. <laughs> then I started, like, working behind the desk. And uh-huh. the woman was like, do you want to train to be a teacher? And I was like, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went through, like, I would meet for a couple hours here or there. It took uh, several months and trained and got certified. And then I was teaching hot yoga, like, a lot. Wow. Um, but hot yoga, you're in, like, 95, 96 degrees with 65% humidity. And doing that multiple times a week at, like, 6 a.m. How? It was insane. I mean, it was great for the time, and then I was burnt out. Mm. And then I just started, you know, yoga has just offered itself to me. Mm-hmm. It's, I haven't had to force it. People were looking for someone, and I slid in. Or you gave me mm-hmm. that suggestion where I work now as One Life Fitness, mm-hmm. and they're great. And I just think, like, yoga and acting 
marry perfectly oh, together. They do. About yeah. breath and presence and it's not just about working out, but strength. Mm-hmm. Strength without having to be like, Ugh, I'm pumping right. iron. <laughs> but there's like a strength to like your own body oh and just gosh. having appreciation for your body. So like anytime I teach a class, even if I'm exhausted before I go, I leave and I'm like, <gasps> I'm like enlightened. It's so good. Like I just breathe. I just breathe for an hour and I haven't done it all day. Yeah. And even as a yoga instructor... You forget that. I literally told my class this past class, we were sitting there and I was like, let's just love ourselves right in this moment without looking forward to try to be something else or looking back to what we were. Like, let's just do this flow really quickly and say, hey, I love what my body can do. Mm. And then I was like, just so you know, even if you're a teacher, you need to do it too. (laughs) I was like, I have the same doubts and the same fears and the same things that get in my way. Big lesson for me. Yeah. I always, I have a complex where I'm always like, adults, 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 like know what they're doing. Teachers are put together teachers. Mm -hmm. Parents are put together parents. You know, instructors have, and I never, for some reason, could expand and realize you have a life outside of this that like is probably stressful and feels similar to me and we have things in common. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's also like a waspy sort of like East Coast thing of buttoning everything up and not talking about it. Yeah. Of being like, everything's fine. Right. And it's hard. And I think, I think like as time has gone on, like things have changed. Mm-hmm. And people are talking about more things because it becomes, it connects you, which is why I think theater has that, has always had that quality. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, thank God. And now I'm a professor. I'm like, God, were my professors like me? I'm like writing a quiz the night before. I'm nervous. Definitely were. I have imposter syndrome. How do you fight that? How do you get through it? Because when you feel it, it feels like, oh my God. Oh yeah. What am I gonna do? Well, I press on. Mm Mm-hmm. I press on, and I and I realize quickly, like, I am qualified. Mm Mm-hmm. And even if it's not the qualified. I think it should be. It's my own version of qualified. So, like, I can't go in and teach a theater class. I cried the first time I ever had to teach because I was so psyched out because I thought I needed to be very academic. Mm -hmm. The teachers I had in my brain were very organized, academic, deadlines, knew exactly where everything Mm -hmm. was. And I was like, my version needs to be taught. Actually, my friend Spencer, who went to grad school Mm -hmm. with me, he taught me this. He's an incredible teacher. And I remember calling him that first day. I was crying, crying, crying. Oh. He was like, you have to teach through the lens of how you learn. And that's going to be, you're going to be the best teacher you can be. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, you're right. And so. Just being yourself. Yeah. Again. So I like to move and be creative and have discussions instead of lectures. And. Mm not do a lot of PowerPoints, <laughs> but it, I, it was a really, I mean, that was a great, that's going to be in those, like that list of life lessons. Yeah. Like, well, that was a good one. You, you are totally qualified through your lens of qualifications, uh-huh. not anybody else's. Thanks, Spencer. That Write that down. Thank you, Spencer. Thanks, Spence. Thanks, Spence. Just a couple more things. Yeah. This has been lovely. Mm-hmm. I love hearing your story. It's crazy. And now I want to go back to St. Augustine. Oh, it's so beautiful. Everybody needs to go. It's a perfect vacation spot. It's so beautiful. Stay on Anastasia Island, anywhere along the island. Go to the beach and then go to the ice plant for some cocktails. That's what I was going to say. I was going to call it the ice house. It's not it. It was an old ice house. The ice plant. It's so good. Yeah. One question. If heaven exists, (laughs) what would you like 
to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates. Just take a nap, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) You can rest. (laughs) You can rest now with a high five. (laughs) Go get that nap, girl. Yeah, exactly. Take a deep breath and chill, man. I love that. (laughs) There's cocktails over there. (laughs) Grab a seat. Yeah. It's going to be so chill. (laughs) Totally. I like what you said at the end of the last episode was that like we all think we might know someone, but you don't really know them until you ask those questions. Yeah. When do we ever sit down and ask each other questions? We don't. I mean, we ask each other questions of how your day, how's your week, how did that audition go? But real questions. Yeah. And it's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. You feel connected and you make a mini community through two people. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool. Go ask your neighbor or your friend, or your best friend even, whoever. Yeah. Just some questions about their life. Send them a it. message. Send them a DM. It doesn't have to be in person. Slide into the DM. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Make it convenient for you. There's no right or wrong way to ask a question. Thanks, Nicole. No problem. See you next time. <laughs>